0: Welcome to The Found Cause. We found the cause and serve the Lord Jesus Christ. I've been Michael, the man behind the machine. And to my right, your left is...
1: Sebastian, the bookkeeper. And
0: all the way over the airwaves, it's...
2: The door, under the PC, under the person of Christ.
0: All right. Man, it's been a little bit. You know, I've, I've been out for a couple weeks, been sick for a little bit, and then we went on vacation and a bunch of other stuff. We contemplated all meeting up in person and to do some podcasts, but realized that the old mobile setup, pre, pre-video... Um, We were mobile, like I packed these mics up and we went a laptop and we went and recorded someplace. Um, That thing is dusty and I was not ready to whip it out again. I think the laptop is dead. So here we are doing a regular broadcast. So maybe at some point in the near future we will do some real three-person meetup again, but uh, Mm -hmm. we'll have to see. The uh, alternate, you know, when when we have our plans scuttled, we got to talk about one of our favorite subjects with this Mormonism. Um, And inspired, I bet, partially by some of the Catholic YouTubers that we've reacted to in the past or others that are saying things like the one question Protestants can't answer or the one question that Christians can't answer from atheists or whatever else, um, we thought, let's throw our own hat in the ring. And while we usually refute, uh, we do refute everyone that we reviewed, we refute the atheist or the Roman Catholic or the Eastern Orthodox or whoever is saying that there's a question that Protestants can't answer, we will throw out one because we think we have questions, but we'll give one question that Mormons can't answer. And uh, the whole Mormon question has definitely been gnawing at Theodore um, ever since that first fateful Mormon <laughs> pinged him on Facebook. Uh, Theodore's been like a little hound dog on him, so, or a big hound dog. So this is, this is from Theodore's mind, um, but we all concocted it here. Here is the question that we do not believe Mormons can answer, otherwise it ruins their whole scheme. So here it is. And if you are a Mormon in the comments, we'd love to have you answer it. We'd love for video responses or text responses or whatever. If you can respond to it, we'd love to be refuted. But the question is this. Why don't we worship the original God? So not our Heavenly Father, but like the original God. That is the question that Mormons cannot answer. Now to defend that, there's a lot of different moving pieces Um, Sebastian and Theodore, you guys can chime in on. But why do we think that is an answer? Why do we think that's a question that breaks Mormonism? Well, there's really three things in there, maybe some more, that that make that an unanswerable question by Mormons. Um, But the first one, and maybe you can speak to it, Sebastian or Theodore, is the Mormon belief that matter is eternal, that matter was always around and cannot be destroyed.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do have it here and I I want to make sure I quote these sources right from Mormon teaching for the eternity of matter. So from Doctrines and Covenants, man was also in the beginning with God, intelligence or the light of truth was not created or made. Neither indeed can be alluding to that um, human beings have been eternal. Same with God, the father that we worship and then in King followed discourse. Joseph Smith said the soul the mind of a man the immortal spirit where did it come from all learned men and doctors of divinity say that God created it in the beginning but it is not so the very idea lessens man in my estimation the mind or the intelligence which man possesses is co-equal co-eternal with God himself is it logical to say that the intelligence of spirits is immortal and yet that it had a beginning The intelligence of spirits had no beginning, neither will it have an end. Intelligence is eternal and exists upon a self-existent principle. It is a spirit from age to age, and there is no creation about it.
0: So that gets to two points. Not only there from Doctrines and Covenants and a little bit from Joseph Smith, are is, is matter eternal and immortal so the matter things um energy was always there it's just in different forms and it's organized differently like you would smash atoms together and make carbon into f- um fluoride and then fluoride back into energy by splitting it and a nuclear bomb you know so you can do all that but you can't get rid of the energy of the matter in total not only do they believe in that but they also believe that your intelligence, your spirit, your, your soul has been around forever, and that just like God, and the Heavenly Father, created of heavens and the earth, that He organized the matter of the earth, but He didn't actually make it ex nihilo. He didn't make it from nothing. He organized it from atoms that are already existing. Mm-hmm. They also believe that when he, when the Heavenly Father has sex with his spirit wives, or maybe wife, um, he is just bringing one of those intelligences that already existed into um, this heavens that's for this earth right so he's just bringing an already existent pre-existent intelligence into the pre-existence of the spirit world mm-hmm. and then eventually we exist on earth and then we go back to the spirit world and so that's important too so not only in internal matter but also eternal intelligences or eternal spirits whatever you call that
1: exactly and then last thing I'll say, and I can comment, please, Theodore, if you have any anything to add there also, at least in Mormon thought, there's been an eternal progression of gods. Mm-hmm. That's going to be important to establish too. Bring, according to Brigham Young in Journal of Discourses, how many gods there are? I do not know, but there never was a time when there were not gods or apostle Orson Pratt, we were begotten by our father in heaven. The person of our father in heaven was begotten on a previous heavenly world by his father. And again, he was begotten by a still more ancient father, and so on, from one generation to generation. In other words, even the deities are supposedly eternal, according to Mormonism.
0: Right. Theodore. I don't know, if you have any thoughts, you want to jump in?
2: Uh, yeah. I don't know exactly where to go yet, uh, but um, I can say some more things that, uh, regarding the eternal matter.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, Flesh it out for us.
2: The spirit of man is not a created being. It existed from eternity and will exist to, et- to eternity. Uh, Joseph Smith, Journal of Discourses. We are told in the Revelation, uh, this is Orson Pratt. We are- Oh, wait, no. This is Journal of Discourses. Oh, there's a box elder bug on my screen.
0: <laughs> you being um, sabotaged. <laughs> right.
2: uh, we are told in the revelations of God to us that intelligence or the light... Oh, you already said that. Sorry. Oh, the no. materials of, of which our spirits are composed must have been capable of thinking, moving, willing before they were organized in the mm-hmm. womb of the celestial female. That's Orson Pratt. Um, and then doctrines of salvation Joseph Smith um, Jesus Christ our redeemer who under the direction of his father came down and organized matter and made this planet and uh so and this is from uh Brent L top who uh passed away like two years ago, but he was a professor of church history and doctrine and the Dean of Religious Education and the director of religious studies uh, at BYU. Um, Near the end of his article um, on byu.com, he said, uh, Brigham Young stated that in the resurrection, everything that is necessary will be brought from the elements to clothe and beautify the resurrected saints who will receive their reward. Orson Pratt, speaking of the resurrection, said, And as the new wheat is mostly composed of new particles, never before organized as wheat, so it is probable that the new immortal body will contain much matter, uh, never before organized in human bodies. Um, These views, um, Brent L. Top, goes on to say, These views, particularly the phrase brought from the elements, reflect the Mormon doctrine that all matter is uncreated, And eternal and as such can be reorganized but not destroyed
0: so all this is to say we are not pulling from Protestant apologists here these are Mormon doctrines self-reported these aren't self-imposed things and I know we get a lot of comments because people don't know how to respond to attacks against Mormonism because they're not used to it it's pretty insular religion Um, they They say, oh, I can't believe you're telling us what we believe. Like, ha, 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 isn't that terrible? Um, And isn't that stupid? And we could do that to you. I've seen that several times. And it's not just single commenters. There's a couple that say that kind of thing. And we're not explaining to you what you personally believe. We are showing you official LDS doctrine. So you personally sitting at home on your couch or watching your phone in the toilet, you may not ascribe to official LDS doctrine, but that makes you a difference than the LDS, right? So if you're an LDS sitting at home and you don't believe these things, you don't believe in eternal progression, you don't believe in eternal matter, you don't believe in eternal intelligences, um, good for you, um, <laughs> nor do I, but they, those are official LDS doctrines. So you are the one that is separating yourself from LDS doctrine. Um, we do not ascribe to these doctrines. So of course, we don't affirm them. Um, we don't see grounds for affirming them. Um, so we're not going to defend them. But those three things, the eternal progression law, Mm -hmm. the eternal matter principle, and the eternal intelligences principle are what cause our question, the big question for Mormonism, to be a conundrum. Because again, the question was, why don't we worship the original God? That comes from this question, right? Our God, the God of this earth, all Mormons would agree that he is the only God we are supposed to worship. And that's how they get around texts in Isaiah that say that where God is saying, I am the only God, there is no other, there's no gods created before me, nor will there be after me. Like (laughs) he has this big, I am the only God speech. And while that would seem to categorically deny Mormonism, which it does, the Mormon response to that is almost always, well, what God is telling you there is that he's the only God for us. We, he's not saying that we won't be gods, because of course we will be gods. And he's not saying that there weren't gods before him. In theory, it's just gods that we don't worship. Right? He is the only god for us to worship on this mm-hmm. earth, um, disregarding the fact that we also are to worship Jesus Christ, and he's a different god in Mormonism, not the same god. Even though tr- Trinitarian Christians like us would say that he is the same god, and that's why it's consistent with Isaiah. Um, disregarding all the other problems with that reaction, um, what it also shows is that the god of this earth um, is the only one we're supposed to worship. However, taking the the eternal progression into account, God was once a man like us. Heavenly Father was once a man like us on some different planet, and he had his own creating God. And to be exalted into the God he is today, he needed to perfectly obey that God, which included worshiping that God. And so isn't it strange that, that Heavenly Father today does not have us worship the God that he worships? Because as the law of eternal progression would state, God's God, so the God of Heavenly Father, the God that was that, that exalted Heavenly Father, um, He is also still progressing. So He is greater than our mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, just as when when Mormons are exalted and become celestial in the celestial kingdom and become their own gods of their own planets, um, they will be equivalent to Heavenly Father at some point. But Heavenly Father will have progressed to be greater than him. So we will always be worshiping the Heavenly Father, which is another Mormon doctrine, right? We'll always Mm -hmm. be worshiping God and the Father. But (laughs) that means he'll always be increasing above us. We will never be equal to him, which kind of defeats the whole Mormon sale of God would never create us to not be able to be like him, but he he is by necessity always going to be greater than us. Um, So we will never be like him which again, it undercuts a lot of the Mormon missionaries out there who are saying that we can become like God because we can't. He'll always Mm -hmm, be progressing unless we disagree with the law of eternal progression. And then equally, it opens this question of why isn't God teaching us to worship his God? And why wasn't God's God teaching us to worship his God? Like, aren't these unfaithful to their original God? And all of that to say, here's here's the final logical pin that hurts everything. If matter is limited, because it's, eternal right so therefore there is a fixed number of matter in the universe not being created or destroyed and same with intelligences there's a fixed number of intelligences they're not being created or destroyed so even if it's a huge number uh, you know incalculable number it's still Mm -hmm. finite eventually at some point some god out there will run out of intelligences they'll run out of matter all the matter will have been used in exalted bodies or whoever else Mm -hmm. they cannot create anymore they cannot more people and and eternal progression will stop and there will no longer be progression everybody will be fixed in place and so one of these things breaks either the law of eternal progression the law of eternal matter or the law of eternal intelligences one of them will break Um, which tells you that if there's an eventual point to the mormon religion that that breaks everything it is not well thought out this is this is a religion that actually isn't true to reality because reality doesn't break itself but the mormon religion it it breaks itself because eventually god will stop progressing we will all cease to have offspring underneath us or our offspring's offspring will cease to have offspring underneath them you know at some point that the law will break and honestly for a a full view of it the reason this is the case in mormonism we would all conjecture is because it's built off christianity and when joseph Mm -hmm. smith first was inventing mormonism he was building a christian-like religion and didn't think out all the different things in the future of, okay, if, we, if we're going to become like God, <laughs> he, he didn't think about the fact that this was going to break the logical chain of um, God having gods and whatever else.
2: They had a note on the material stuff,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, how they believe basically everything is material, materialism. There's no like other, otherly spirit, which is God, but they believe we are the same substance basically as God just not yet exalted um and so doctrine of covenants uh 131 besides saying that you must enter it uh no never mind um uh the <coughs> quote that's applicable is there is no such thing as immaterial matter all spirit is matter but is more fine or pure and can only be discerned by pure eyes And then at a general conference in April of 1853, Elder Parley Pratt spoke of the spirit body that is paired with intelligence. Um, And he says, they are made of the element which we call spirit, which is as much an element of material existence as earth, air, electricity, or any other tangible substance recognized by man. So that just further shows how they think everything's substance everything's eternal and not be created or destroyed because mm. it was not created
0: right so maybe you could collapse the eternal matter and the eternal intelligence is into the same same doctrine because they both speak to the same thing that spirits are matter they're kind of matter and they were always around just like matter is always around So any any further comments on so we've got the question the questions that Mormons can't answer and then we've got the the reasons why that question breaks Mormonism. Are there any objections you could think of from the Mormon point of view from the LDS point of view that they would disagree with our points here? They would disagree with eternal progression, why it breaks down. Any any objections?
1: It yep. would break down. Per, um, I'm thinking perhaps on the on the number of intelligences. Would would they argue perhaps that there's an infinite number of intelligences and ma- and, and matter as well in the universe?
0: You heard the quote from Brigham Young, and I think other doctors of the church um, say that there's an infinite number of gods, right? He said there was mm-hmm. never a time one of the uh, prophets of the church said there was never a time where there weren't gods in plural um, somewhere in the universe, right? Which I mean, I hear you. I understand that. But if there is a finite number of of intelligences, there there was original gods. Then that's what that implies, right? right? Is right. that they were originally a group of gods that just were in the very beginning? Mm-hmm. Um, because if intelligences aren't being created or destroyed,
1: there's a fixed number. There was
0: there was a fixed number, and mm-hmm. then that means there was a number one, right? Because that's mm-hmm. how. It's how logic works.
1: Right. So that was the the thought that we had also coming into, into this. Since someone, in order in order to become a god, you need to be exalted. So how did that original exaltation happen? Since, you know, not all intelligences were just given bodies. You need a god to grab your intelligence and give you spirit body and then eventually a physical body. And then the cycle begins in which you could become exalted, get your own planet, cycle repeats itself in the beginning. At least we would think there must have been either nature the universe conjured up one of these in these planets physical bodies and someone became exalted or there was an original god that started blessing or exalting people and then more gods start spawning from there with their own planets.
0: Yeah, or to stay consistent with the prophet to say there were multiple original gods. But whatever the case was, there was some initial god that we do not worship, right? We are ignorant of that god, which is pretty ignorant, considering it's the most important person or being in the whole universe, right? Is the original god.
1: And we don't say that lightly because by Mormon teaching, gods are still learning and becoming holier even though they are immortal and God. So we will, as, as Michael, as you said before, we will never be as holy as Yahweh, mm-hmm. as the heavenly father, excuse me, unless he really becomes stunted and does something stupid. I don't, I mean, I don't think gods can do that. So he will keep progressing. So he will always be ahead of us and then we will be trying to catch up to him, but he will always be ahead. Likewise, his father will always be ahead of him. And going back to millions of years, or so however back ago, mm-hmm. that OG God, is going to be millions of miles ahead of Heavenly Father. Right. So should, in theory, he should be perfect by now or a million times holier than Heavenly Father.
0: All the more worthy of worship, right? Yes. Yeah. No, that's
1: our, that's our point, yes. So why are we not looking back to this original God that set the things in motion?
0: And so I think the typical Mormon response to this line of questioning is, oh, I don't know about that. It's... I, I, I roll my eyes because that's what Mormon missionaries tell me all the time. Like, if you ever go down this path, and it's like from like a, a what do you say to the Mormon missionary who comes to your door stance, I don't think this is really the question you ask. This is the question for like Mormon apologists out there to answer. But the Mormon missionary is either trained or unwilling to ever answer this question because it breaks Mormonism. So what are they supposed to do? Go, hmm, I don't know, and then leave Mormonism instantly at your door? Probably not. They always respond, I think, without exception. Um, oh, I don't know about that. Or where'd you heard that? You must've heard that from an anti-Mormon source. We just quoted you all the Mormon sources that talk about these doctrines. So eternal progression, every Mormon missionary should agree with, right? Every Mormon missionary should agree with eternal matter. But if you ever get that deep, they, they decide you are not easy to convert and they will leave. So this is not a, how do you evangelize your, your Mormon elder who's coming to your door conversation? This is just a, like, from a pure debate standpoint, how do you um, deconstruct Mormons and proving that it is a logically inept uh, belief it does it does not stay consistent and it breaks itself apart by its own laws. Mm. Um, that being said, I think another way that Mormons could um, push back on this argument is to say that once you reach a certain level of godhood, you don't want to be worshipped, and therefore, eventually, like we will reach the level that our Heavenly Father is at, and just like our Heavenly Father doesn't ask us to worship his father we will not ask our creation to worship heavenly father um but that i mean so that makes sense right that at Mm -hmm. some point i like i understand that the process here at some point you become um you don't unworshipable right like like you no longer need to worship a god you are perfect yourself you have been perfected and so every god is reaching a perfect standpoint um That would at least logically make sense, even if it's not borne out by reality or the scriptures or whatever else, at least it logically makes sense that we're attaining a certain level of godhood. And once we hit it, we're perfect and no longer need to worship other gods or tell other people to worship gods we're the one to worship for people who are lesser than us. The only problem with that, um, besides, again, not lining up the Bible or Mormon scriptures, is just that it doesn't even line up with Mormon teaching. So if you have that perspective, you can't rightfully call yourself traditional LDS, right? You can't call yourself in line with the current um, Latter-day Saint council, um, that's not what they believe. We just quoted what they believe. And that is that there's eternal progression and that will always be worshiping God. That's the, those two views of reaching a certain level of Godhood and, and eternally progressing are not consistent with each other. So if you believe in eternal progression, you have a problem.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah. Cause the, the only logical conclusion is that we, we will be teaching our wait, Like when we, if, if you're a Mormon who reaches the celestial kingdom, <clears throat> excuse me, and you are reigning on your own planet, you are God of your own planet, will you teach your creation to worship Heavenly Father? You'd think so, right? Because you love Heavenly Father. But if we're following after Heavenly Father's example, we wouldn't, which is odd. So again, it, it is the question that breaks Mormonism, because something about the doctrine is wrong. And fundamentally, it gets back to does God change? Because the god the true god the christian god the real god of the heavens and the earth he does not change he is not eternally progressing now time is as going forward because he created time but he is outside of time he created time he He created time space time now that we come to understand his creation more and more and so because he was outside of space time he created it he exists inside of it but also outside of it he is the original god he, he is the beginning um, as he says in genesis in revelation i am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end um that same God also says that He never changes. His His state is eternal. So while He can change within space time, His His characteristics exist ultimately outside of space time as well, and therefore He does not change because there is no time. So He always just is right. If if you if the clock stopped and paused, you would stay exactly the same because time isn't moving, and that's the characteristics of God. He is paused. He is never changing in character.
1: Mm-hmm. And He's outside of creation too.
0: Right, and we get that from, well, God. So we're not just pulling that from our own armpits. He says that, the prophets say that in the Bible. And if we believe the Bible, we believe God when he says, The I don't know if you have quotes.
1: You are my witnesses, declares, Isaiah 43, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe and understand that I am he. Before me, no God was formed, nor shall there be any after me. I am, I, I am the Lord, and besides me, there is no Savior. Okay, this goes strictly against LDS teaching because you might say, okay, the only God of this world. Okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. But it says, nor shall there be any after me.
0: Right. So if there is none after him, um, if we just put myself in the LDS shoes, for example, then we must be teaching our creation to worship God instead of us. So can we even rightfully call ourselves gods? You know that and why doesn't the Heavenly father do that for us like why are not we worshiping his father or his father's father right it all goes back to that same central question the Mormons cannot answer because it breaks their whole system why aren't we worshiping the original gods
1: hmm right
0: and and elsewhere in the Bible um, in several places God describes himself or he is described as never changing Jesus Christ we believe is the same as God the Father except a different person but the same God Hebrews 13 says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever, and the only way that Hebrews can say that is when we say the same means the same in character. Because of course he was once a baby, and then he grew up, and he's a man. And some Mormons always point to that and say, "Well, he was born in the earth. Like clearly he changed. But that's not the kind of change we're talking about. We're talking about changes of character. Um, same with Malachi three six. For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, you, all children of Jacob, are not consumed, because He doesn't change in character." Um, James 1 says every good gift and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. So all the, and the verse upon verse about this numbers 23. God is not a man that he should lie or it's not a man that he should change his mind. Has he not said and will he not do it or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? So we Mormons can point to times where God relents from things. And so we'll describe that as changing his mind. But that's really a turn of phrase. He always prepared to to relent from something right mm-hmm. when he says he's punishing he's, he's bringing destruction on Nineveh if they don't repent he sends Jonah to teach the Ninevites to repent and then he does not destroy Nineveh even though he said he would if they didn't repent that was always in his plan right like yeah. he wasn't going to let Jonah not go to Nineveh that's the whole Jonah and the whale story right so God may look like he changes his mind to us but it's not a true change of mind which is why the Bible describes him as never changing um not changing his mind mm-hmm. eternal always And then, like you said from Isaiah 43, the plain reading of that text is that there are no gods after God and there were none before him. The plain reading is not that this is just for us for this limited time period. The plain reading is that it is forever.
1: Mm -hmm. I was going to say from Isaiah 46 uh, For I am God and there is no other, I am God and there is none like me. I declare the end from the beginning, from ancient times, things not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all my purposes. So going to what you said that God didn't say, "Oopsie, I guess these people repented. I guess I can't kill them or destroy them anymore." He always knew, even before we would argue, even before creation, what these people were going to do because He declares what's going to happen. He predestines things to happen. Right. Go to Ephesians chapter one, who says, "I predestined, you know, some people to be saved." So likewise, God predestines history from the the beginning, from the uh, the end, from the beginning. Goodness, can't speak.
0: And, and this should be a question then to anybody in the LDS movement. You should ask this question. We don't deny, all three of us here on this podcast, do not deny that there are real spirits at work in the LDS movement. We don't deny the testimony that you've had. If you have had um, peace that's come upon you and you came to read the Book of Mormon or any of the testimonies that you hear in Temple, we don't deny those. But we would warn you out of love that the Bible says that even if an angel of light should come to you and preach to you another gospel, let it be anathema, let it be cut off, he's not from Christ. We do not deny that there are real spiritual encounters that the Mormon people are having that bring peace and whatever else, but if they are preaching a different gospel than what's in the Bible, a different God pulling you to worship a different God, they are not from God, they're actually of Satan, they're of the devil, they're evil spirits that are masquerading as good spirits that are tricking well-intentioned Mormon people into thinking they're worshiping a God that's true when he's not. And further proof to this is that the prophets of the the Latter-day Saint Church, they believe they're speaking to God, they believe they speak for God, and yet they have changed doctrine. Now, I don't deny that they may be speaking for a God, but that God, that small g God, we do not believe is the God of the Bible. That is a different God. That God who said that, that African Americans, the black people, could not received the priesthood, but then in the 70s decided that they could receive the priesthood rights. that's a God that changed. And whenever we bring it up with Mormon missionaries, the response is, oh yeah, God God changed. We believe in a God that changes, and one day we will become God, and they, you know, they go the whole thing, to the law of eternal progression, which has all of its problems, as we've talked about. But a God that changes is not the God of Malachi 3. It's not the God of James. It's not the God of Joseph. It's not the God that describes himself in the Bible. It is a smaller God. It's a learning God. It's a God who's not perfect yet. It is a false god. Because the Bible does not deny that there are many so-called gods, right? But they're all false gods. They're little gods. They're gods under the true God. So when a Mormon would turn the question right back around to us Christians and say, well, why don't you worship the eternal, original God? And we would say, we do. We worship the eternal God who created all the heavens and the earth, every planet, every bit of matter, space time as a whole. There was a time when there was nothing and then god created and there was something and so we are not eternal we were created and god will sustain us into the future forever but we will not eternally progress we will reach some point where we are perfected in the place that god sees for us and that's that's not even rank number 1 in heaven you know that's rank number Five million in heaven or rank number five billion in heaven, whatever God has created us to be, it will be a finite increase. And then we will sit there happy and content in our perfect place. And God, eternal, always existing, is going to stay the same always forever, um, not not eternally progressing. So th- that is the truth. We, we worship the original God. And there are many false claims to being God out there, you know, mm-hmm. from, um, from J- Jonestown and false teachers galore, right? Charles Manson, there's plenty of cult leaders out there. We, we prescribe to you that some of them are just straight up liars. They know they're lying, and, and so they go out and lie and then pretend to be God when they know they're not. And then there are some who are convinced they are God or that they speak for God or that they've talked to God and they have been tricked by evil spiritual forces. We would put Muhammad in that category. We may put the prophets of the LDS Church in that category. I don't know what's in their hearts. Maybe they know they're lying. Maybe they don't know they're lying. Um, but they are not speaking for the God of the Bible. They're speaking for a false God.
1: Yeah, wow, well put.
0: Are there any other points you gentlemen want to make? So we talked about, again, the question, the more we give to Mormons from an apologetics level, um, not colloquial apologetics, but from like a logical apologetics is, why don't we worship the original God?
1: Who even by Mormon logic should be superior to any other gods that has come after him. Right.
0: So hit us up in the comments then if you have answers to these questions. Do you disagree with the law of eternal progression? Do you disagree with the law of eternal matter? Do you disagree with the implication of the law of eternal matter that there are eternal uh, spirits and therefore finite number of matter, finite number of spirits? And we'd love to hear a proof against this so that we can be corrected if this is not actually a train of thought that breaks Mormonism. um, or if you disagree or have comments or questions about any of the stuff we've talked about, especially because we call you to worship the true and living God. So if you have questions about the true and living God and how it's different than Mormonism, if you have complaints about regular old Trinitarian Christianity, we'd love to hear them because um, just like in Mormonism where there are many differing beliefs that differ from official Mormon doctrine and are therefore not right, there are plenty of quote-unquote Protestants out there or, or Christians out there that that are also are not worshiping the true God they think they're worshiping the true God but they're not so we would love to be corrected if we are in the wrong and also be able to correct others that would be falling away from the faith
1: and we would say please kindly use the Word of God we trust that God speaks truthfully and can communicate himself clearly that's why we hold ourselves we hold Mormons, we hold any other group out there to to biblical standards because we believe that God can communicate clearly his character, his purpose, his wishes, what he likes, what he doesn't like, what he expects of us, to us in a clear way we say he has in Scripture. So please kindly also point us to Scripture if you disagree with our takes.
2: Right. And to, to affirm that and agree with that from a Mormon perspective, churchofjesuschrist.org even says... Joseph Smith finished his translation of the Old Testament and New Testament. So LDS should be able to go to the Old Testament and New Testament, use his translation if you want, but we can uh, discuss from there as well.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for listening. That's why we've found our cause in serving the true Lord Jesus Christ. I'm Michael Levin, behind the machine, and to my right has been...
1: Sebastian, the bookkeeper.
0: And all the way over the airwaves, it's been... Peter, under the PC. Who knows what we'll do next episode, but thank you for listening. We have been uh, discussing on video, so if you want to see us on video, you're going to have to go to youtube.com, find us or the found cause on, on YouTube. We're also on facebook.com forward slash found cause. We're some weird for slash on YouTube, that's why it always messes me up. We're like youtube.com forward slash 11356974, you know, something really unmemorable. Um, but we're also on Spotify and iTunes, and you can look us up there The Found Cause. Um, we're also on podbean.com um, forward slash found cause, where you can download all the episodes for your listening pleasure, but you won't see our beautiful faces. So until next time, we'll be we talking about something completely different and probably respond to some weirdo on the internet, <laughs> uh, equally, if not weirder <laughs> than us. Until then, bye.
1: Bye.